Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Amanda. This year we set out to take our family off the back burner and into focus, one hike at a time. Join us each week as we discuss topics on family, faith, and outdoors. This is the Off-Grid Family Podcast. Hey everyone, welcome to week one of the Off-Grid Family Podcast. We're really excited to, to be doing this. Uh, Amanda and I have been talking about doing a podcast kind of separately for uh, years, and it's actually exciting to be able to do one together. Uh, she already wants to kind of rip my head off, I think, because this is about the 20th <laughs> take we've had, and I just want to get the intro down so I can finally get to the part where I'm comfortable. But uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's exciting to be here. We're excited to be here together. Yes, together. Together. And loving each other very much and not frustrated with each anyway, other. Right, Amanda? I'm Amanda, and I am a um, stay-at-home mom slash work-at-home mom. I kind of do all of the above at home. I have a three-year-old son. Well, we have a three-year-old son named Desi. And so I stay home with him, but I'm also a freelance writer. I also work for an ACT prep company, and I was recently employed by our local church. So I'm kind of doing a little bit of everything, but... This is kind of our creative outlet that we are starting together, and this is my husband, Matt. I'm Matt. I'm a middle school teacher. We uh, moved up here from Wilmington, North Carolina, and uh, right at the beach. I lived there my entire life. Amanda joined me there, and I asked her to stay, and she gratefully uh, did so. Didn't make me move back to the mountains when we got married. And by here, he said we just relocated here. We are now in Fort Collins, Colorado, so we are recent transplants and that's kind of the purpose of why we're starting this podcast all together is because we are starting brand new lives we moved here in august of 2018 it is now january of 2019 and so we had to really evaluate what does it look like for three young people to relocate from the beach to the frozen mountains of northern colorado we are literally about 60 miles from wyoming so that's how far north we are and we didn't know what to do with ourselves so we thought we should try something new mm-hmm. and um really that everything became new to us so it wasn't just a change of careers it wasn't just a change of scenery it was really a change of pretty much every aspect of our lives would you say that's the case i think so yeah yeah and about lots of socks yeah weather here is crazy I think it snowed two weeks after Labor Day. That was fun. We do love the snow. We love Colorado, and we wouldn't give it up for anything. Anyway, so this the purpose of this podcast and the reason why we have started Off-Grid Family all together is because we really had this prompting in our hearts and something that's been kind of nagging at us to evaluate and to address since we moved here, and that is the fact that since we have brought home our son, our son is actually adopted from South Korea. We adopted him um, about a year and a half ago, and since then, we have been scrambling from one stage of chaos to the next. Would you say that's accurate? It's pretty fair. And we absolutely love our son, but you know, imagine taking an 18-month-old who's running and put it in a household of parents who have never been parents before, and that's just a recipe for lots of stories, and that's why I became a writer. But um, but we we were essentially just trying to transition into a family, and then as soon as we finally get our... Uh, feet underneath us, we decided that we were going to move out here to Colorado to help plant Overland Church. And so um, in doing so, we have been in transition mode the last three years. And when it came down to it, as we entered into 2019, we recognized that we had not actually done anything as a family for fun. Mm -hmm. 
in literally probably three years. So high time to come up with a solution for that. So that's where offgridfam.com, our website, and everything that comes with that came into place. So Matt, why don't you tell them what we're doing as far as the goal for this year? Yeah, yeah. so we're uh, we're doing this 52 hike project. Uh, Amanda was just, I guess, like looking on the internets a couple months ago. And, Instagram. Yeah, and I found some people doing this uh, where they do 52 hikes in a year. And uh, there's like rules and stuff like that. Uh, we kind of have our own little set of rules on it that are uh, pretty lax considering we're having to do a lot of these hikes with a three-year-old. And because we just moved here from sea level and are insanely out of shape. Yeah. Uh, I only gained, what, 30 pounds last year? We're not going there. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so we have pretty lax rules. We're doing 52 hikes this year. Uh, in the 2019 calendar year. And we started off uh, last Saturday with our first hike at a little spot called Coyote Ridge right south of town. And when we say right south of town, it is literally a 10-minute drive for us. Mm -hmm. It's right next to one of our favorite pizza joints, which is probably inconvenience because we ate all the calories we lost. But we lost them first. But we did lose them first, so that's progress, right? Um, So Coyote Ridge is about a four-mile hike. It is literally flat as a pancake as Fort Collins tends to be. And then it just immediately slopes into um, several switchbacks, which gain elevation, I think about 500. It's like 700. No, I wish. I think I told you that at the time to make you feel better. It's 520 or 530 feet in elevation. So it's a, it's a good jump to the top. Um, Definitely a challenge with a toddler. Matt and I probably could have taken care of it in lunch break, but probably the biggest challenge we've noticed as far as hiking with a toddler is the pace. What do you think? What's your insight there? He goes really slow. <laughs> really slow. And he looks at lots of things. And anytime there's dog poop or horse poop, he yells poop and just points at it. And we have to either pick him up or he has to go like 30 feet around it. And there's lots of dog and horse poop on a lot of the trails. And he also likes snow and he has to touch it. And then he has to scream that it's cold because... Mm-hmm. Guess what, friends? Snow is cold, and uh, then he has to stick his hands in his pockets, and that is not an easy thing for a three-year-old to do by himself. And then his pants fall down because his hands are in his pockets so forcefully, and then we stop and have a tantrum or two. So it takes a while, Yeah. but I have to brag on our little guy. He hiked three out of the four miles completely on his own. Mm-hmm. During and nap time. Even during nap time, straight through lunch, which was terrible planning on our part. We did not recognize that it would take that long to get through the hike with that little guy but um he definitely surprised us so this was a learning opportunity and at the same time uh this is where we're going to talk about our you you named it so i'm going to let you explain this yeah the happies and crappies happies and crappies of our hike (laughs) uh so amanda what was i guess like the best the the biggest happy you had on the hike i feel like i'm not allowed to say the summit that's probably a cop out right i think the happiest moment for me was Okay, so this is kind of a happy and a crappy. We have decided to catalog all of our hikes this year by taking up photography. So we bought semi-decent, semi-mediocre camera for the sake of taking all these photos, but none of us have a clue on how to use it. So, of course, I say that Desi was the one who slowed us down, our son. Um, It was most likely us trying to figure out how to take a camera and use like the the timer function and suddenly everything's like super white and we can't figure out why it's white and i I think also the fact that we stopped on the first like tenth of a mile for a half hour to try to take a good picture of a prairie dog prairie dog yeah because they're probably just like 
rats out here. But they are super exotic to us. Yeah. <laughs> of course, we had to have probably a half a camera roll. And by camera roll, I mean memory card. A digital camera roll. A digital roll. camera roll of a billion prairie dogs. And then I think out of about the 300 we took, we might have gotten one good shot, which is on our website. So you should check that one out because we were super proud of it and um, our mediocre photography skills. But I think the the better part of uh, the trip was getting some really good pictures of us as a family, which was really fun. But at the same time, you know, for every good photo of our family, there were probably 20 of us all pointing in different directions or like bickering at each other. And parents, you know exactly what I'm talking about here, right? Wives, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Here, right? I don't know what you're talking about. Every picture that I was in, I was beautiful. <laughs> Fabulous. Yeah. I do have this incredible photo where I was trying to get this gorgeous shot. And Matt walked right in front of me and decided to pick a wedgie. Like, right there in front. I'm going to have to put that picture in the show notes, honey. I was like, go for it. (laughs) I'm proud of that. I was so mad. Oh, man. I was so mad. Anyway, that was my happy and crappy. What was your happy slash crappy slash both? Uh, My, probably my biggest happy was when we got to the top and we started going down and Desi started running. Oh, my gosh. And his run is like faster than a, it's like slightly faster than a walk for us, but he was just super happy and going down was a lot easier because there's a lot of, a lot of mountain bikers on the trail, which, you know, is fine. But, uh, there's a little couple blind corners and you're just always having to turn around, look for them and all that. And it wouldn't have been a big deal if it was just us two, but with Desi, he likes to jump in front of people and try to hug them. Um, so bike wins in that situation. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so just when we started going down, we weren't going against the grain of the bikers. We were going kind of with them. So we had a little bit more warning time when we saw them to get them out of the way. But it was just, it was just a fun time too. His little laugh is contagious. Uh, unbiased opinion. He's the coolest kid in the world. So it was just nice kind of seeing him super happy when we were probably about like, what, a quarter mile away from the car. He, uh, he got up on my shoulders and he started falling asleep, like did on my know, shoulders. Did you know that a toddler can fall asleep sitting on your shoulders? Because we did not. And then suddenly I turn around and I look at him and he's got that like crazed zombie look in his eyes and his head is drooping down, 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 down. And then I've got this adorable photo. Thank you, camera. Of uh, him half asleep, probably seconds away from sleep. If that walk had been maybe a quarter of a mile longer, he would have been out and probably would have fallen straight off Matt's shoulders. But... <laughs> That's a good daddy's got it. Yeah. So. Uh, but yeah, probably my, my crappy from the trip was probably the fact that we had just gotten back from like a, I think it was like a 12-day vacation. In Happy holidays. North Carolina, uh, seeing both of our families, which was really, really awesome. But it was also 12 days uh, with our families, which was more time than we'd spent with them since high school. Um, Definitely. And then a four-hour plane ride to yeah. get back. Yeah, so I was just, I was kind of angry at the world on Saturday, <laughs> and like, there's lots of people there, because it's so close to town, it's such a convenient hike, but people just made me mad. This like one old guy stopped us, and was like talking about how great the hike was, and how much he loved the area, and I was just like... You were angry, and I was I just think angry with him, like, I was like, just... why would you stop us? We're so close, old man, <laughs> like, and he was really nice, like... Granted, he was the first cowboy we've ever met here, and that was super exciting. I think he was just wearing a cowboy hat. I don't think he was a cowboy. He had a cowboy-ish belt, too, though. He Wait, no, he just had a cell phone holder on it. Don't ruin this for me. Okay, he was a cowboy. He had a good mustache. 
No, he didn't have a mustache. Didn't you know, maybe I just pictured him with a mustache. <laughs> Do you imagine that? He was a very, very nice man. If you're uh, listening right now, we enjoyed that conversation. He but was I was grumpy. angry at you, and I'm sorry, old man, cowboy. Because my husband was super grumpy from traveling. But yeah. we are back here in the saddle, and uh, uh, cowboy metaphor. Um, we're going to move on really fast before I embarrass myself here. Boo. <laughs> so um, one lesson we learned. What is the lesson you learned from this particular hike? Because oh, the whole pur- purpose of this, we want to be able to learn something about our family and about our son and about ourselves and and grow from it. So what is one thing that really stood out to you? I think the biggest thing I learned going with my terrible attitude was just to mentally prepare myself for the fact that we're not just going to be out hiking for like five minutes then mm-hmm. get to the top and then be be done. We'd done like the first, I thought it was like the first half of the hike, about a month or two ago, just with Desi really quick. And so I thought it was like the first half or three quarters. It turned out to be like the first quarter of the hike. So this is a lot longer than I thought. So probably about like, you know, a little bit past that. I was just getting, like, that's when I started getting angry. Because I was like, this hike's longer than I thought it would be. How dare it? And so just mentally preparing myself to be out there all day, uh, to enjoy the time in nature uh, with Amanda and with Desi and with random old men and just kind of... <laughs> and bikes. Yeah, and bikes. And, and prairie dogs. And prairie dogs <laughs> and uh, horse poop. But I... I will say it is it is super hard for you to slow down yeah. mentally and physically. He's six foot two, so physically it's hard for him to slow down to the pace of a three-year-old, but mentally... He is one of the fastest thinkers and speakers I've ever met. So I, I can acknowledge the fact that this was probably very hard for you. And I'm hoping that this will help you eventually by the end of the year. You'll be able to <laughs> kind of be at peace with that. But I could see that there's some angst. Matt Trivia, true or false, I have a certified IQ of over 170. Oh, shut up. It's false. And my lesson. Thanks for asking. My lesson. <laughs> I wasn't done with my lesson. <laughs> Something else you learned about Matt. He's very long-winded. I think what I learned was that I don't give my son enough credit, kind of like what you mentioned, Matt, earlier, but our um, our son is literally at that age where it is like the worst possible age for hiking because he is, I think he's literally at 39 pounds, which is the boundary for any potential like child carrier. So we are now like at that stage where if we are carrying him, we are like literally physically hurting ourselves and... Um, really buying time as to when this carrier is just going to give out and he's, he, you know, we're both going to end up injured. But then at the same time, he's not quite capable of, you know, well, I thought he wasn't quite capable of hiking much more than maybe a mile. And this kid cranked out three miles and could have easily gone more if we had been smart and packed a lunch or taken better breaks or, or things like mm-hmm. that. And um, so that was something I learned about Desi. He is, he is way more resilient, way more travel friendly and I don't give him enough credit sometimes. And I think that's a lesson all of us as parents continually learn. Like, wow, I don't give my kid enough credit where I underestimate him or her. So that was one of those moments, punch in the gut for me. Like, oh yeah, my kid's pretty tough, pretty resilient. I have a second life lesson I learned. You only get one. I get two. Great value, uh, beans and wieners is not an appropriate after hike snack. Why are you talking about this? I'm just saying it like I felt awful for like two days after I ate that. <laughs> I'm getting a look right now. So now that we've talked about our lessons and our experiences with Coyote Ridge, uh, this next week we are going to have probably one of the busier weekends we've ever had um, since moving here. And we're going to squeeze in Kruger Mountain, which is probably not the best idea to squeeze in, but we're going to make it happen. So next week, uh, feel free to tune in to one of 
what is potentially supposed to be one of the prettiest, like, winter wonderland winter hikes here. But probably one of the more difficult ones as far as bringing a little one along. So there might be stories, or if we just don't ever show up again, please send a rescue team. Kruger Mountain next week. And with that, we're going to go ahead and transition to what we really want to talk about today, which is what? Uh, just our topic of the week. Every week we want to talk about just something that's a little more than this is the hike we did kind of thing. And, uh, and our topic for this week is actually kind of going into that a little bit. It's, uh, it's methods versus goals. We found in our lives a lot of times that it's really easy to focus on uh, how you do something and it's a lot harder to set the goal for what you want to do and why you want to do it. Can you give an example? I can give a great example. I lecture my students a lot, and today's lecture was on New Year's resolutions, and we kind of talked about how people make the uh, make a goal, they fail at the goal, and then they quit the goal, because it's really just a method for what they want in their life. Like, I'm going to go to the gym once a week, and uh, you know they, they just don't do it, because it's hard to do that. Or they uh, do it until they fail one time, and then it's like, well, done. Yeah. And I, I'm guilty of that. Yeah, I, I'm just guilty of never going to the gym in general. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's just a method that's not really a goal. Uh, you know, the, the goal in that would be to get healthier, to live a healthier lifestyle. So maybe instead of uh, for a New Year's resolution, if you want to get healthier, maybe that's your New Year's resolution is, is being healthy instead of going to the gym. And then you can just kind of like write that on a sticky note, put it on your mirror, set it as your phone background, a big word that says get healthy or something like that. And uh, and that's going to inform all your decisions. And I would even go a step further as to say that a goal is going to really contain the heart of what you're Mm -hmm. wanting to do that year. So yes, getting healthy is a helpful task in itself and it's a helpful thing and it has a lot more meaning than just going to the gym and, and you know embarrassing yourself every day but maybe even a step further is be healthy so I can be strong enough to carry my kids to bed every night or to play with them on the ground and not just be so tired by the end of the day that I just sit down on the couch and look at my phone or I want to be around when my daughter walks down the aisle you know just something that really captures the heart of why you're wanting to do something so the goal encapsulates the heart and the method is just the tool that you use to reach that goal and if you are creating a list of tasks to do you are setting yourself up for either a whole lot of self-pride where you're just sitting there like yeah look at me I checked off everything on my list and then the other opposite effect which is probably more common is where you just fail and become depressed and you realize you have set the same goals for the past five years and have not accomplished a single one of them not that I'm speaking of experience here. <laughs> so to say, this is it's a little too much truth for me right now. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think a really good uh, guideline for setting a goal as well is uh, I came up with like three little guidelines you can use. And uh, the first one is that it has to it be something that betters yourself. So you have to better yourself through the goal. Like, you know, getting healthy so that you can do a certain thing. It's going to better yourself. It has to better your community, the specific people that are in your life. Like for me, it would be Amanda and Desi, our friends that we've met out here, uh, just people that we interact with pretty regularly. And then it has to better your world. And so the people that you're going to come in contact with that you're not really, uh, you don't really know yet. But if you if you kind of follow those three guidelines, it's going to probably be a good goal. It's going to be a healthy thing for you to focus on that year. Do you mean it has to follow into all three of those? I think it should. Or just one? Yeah, I think it should follow into all three of those. Like last year, my goal was to be more present, and I did so well at it, 
right, Amanda? Oh, with, gosh, we're yeah. trying that one again this yeah. year. Yeah, <laughs> it might be my goal again this year. But I was just trying to, you know, wherever I was, if I was coming home from work, you know, to not just sit around on my phone, or if I was at work, to make sure that I was thinking about work things, not thinking about what I'm going to do afterwards, uh, but just being mentally present and uh, giving my time and attention to things that matter. And I didn't do the amazing at it. It's been a struggle for me. But Jesus still loves you. I know. But I'm going to try and this I'm year. And I'm still working on it. <laughs> and Amanda still loves me so much. I do. Yeah. Regarding the goal that we have this year, when we talk about the 52 hike project and all that off-grid fam is representing, the hikes are not the end goal here. Like, yes, it's going to be pretty sweet to be able to check that list off. But if it's just up to us this Saturday, if we had to get up early and do a hike... I mean, that's not the favorite thing to do on a Saturday morning super early with a young one after working really hard all week long. Yes, we enjoy hiking, but it would be a lot easier to do it when it's more convenient. However, 52 Hikes for us is helping us accomplish the goals that we set for our family this year. And so let me share with you some of those goals. The first one was to create intentional time. So just like Matt was saying, being present is difficult for him difficult for all of us. It's very difficult for me near the end of the day. That's where I'm about cross-eyed and about to crawl in bed around six o'clock in the afternoon. You know, is that afternoon or evening? That's how bad it is. It's dark. It's, It's dark. It's dark here anyway. So that makes me feel a little bit better. And then something else that we wanted to do is have a shared hobby because in Wilmington, in our old life, we all enjoyed fishing and we all enjoyed being at the beach or on the water. So that was shared hobby. When we moved here, I became obsessed with Audible, which is kind of an awesome thing but very isolating and Matt became super involved in like building computers and playing video games and stuff like that which is also super great super isolating so we had no overlap as far as our free time goes and so we needed to create something that we could do together as a family and um, that Desi couldn't get involved in as well. The next thing we wanted to make sure is that we had family memories. And so, as I mentioned earlier, we've been in the transition the last three years. And something I noticed when we just moved here, we didn't have a single family photo anywhere in this house. Have you noticed that? I did. There's not a single picture of the three of us in this house. To be fair, we don't have many pictures at all. Which is pathetic. Is that not pathetic? So that's kind of like the purpose. It really rang true to me. It's like, good grief. We just brought home this kid from South Korea to be part of our family, and our house does not represent any resemblance of family. And that was really, really kind of stood out to me as like, this needs to be fixed. And so what's one of the best ways to create family memories, to go out and do something either really fun or really stupid and challenging, very challenging, you know, just something that just stands out to you. You can look back and say, yeah, that was fun and have a picture on our wall to represent. So therefore camera and hiking another one, what it means to be a Doherty. So this one for us is a little unique because we have a little one that is grafted into our family. We didn't make this baby, um, homemade, like the traditional way of going about it. However, We brought this uh, child from a totally different corner of the world, totally different culture, totally different lifestyle and and background, and he is being grafted into the Doherty family, and we had to kind of pause and say, what does that mean? What does it mean to be part of this family, and how do we kind of create this little special circle where it's just the three of us for now, and if we graft more in in the future, if we, you know, add some more in the future, that's awesome, but really, what does it mean to be a Doherty, and what does it look like? And real quick sidebar, I don't think uh, before we started this whole thing, I don't think I really thought about that ever. I just kind of took it for granted that we just do things a certain way. And Amanda's family has always been really like sentimental and focused on traditions and all that. And I'm just kind of like, 
we'll do what we do kind of thing. So it is cool for me to to see what it means to be a Doherty uh, and what it means to, to function in our little familial unit. Yeah, so I'm excited about that one. And then the last two are pretty much very practical. We want to get healthier. Um, and, and he and I are people that are not going to go to the gym just to work out. You're going to have to trick us into doing something fun to get ourselves to do anything like we both really enjoy rock climbing that's an incredibly awesome way to get healthy but if you ask me to what is that thing that that bench press <laughs> if, you, <laughs> if, you, if you ask see that's how bad it is if, yeah. if you ask me to go to a gym i wouldn't be able to find the on button on the treadmill so we are we're not going to be those people so we have to be kind of tricked into doing something fun so yeah. hiking is a tool for doing that too. And then the very last one is just because we moved here four months ago, we are trying really hard to make Fort Collins our home. And if you live in Colorado and you don't like the outdoors, you're screwed. So we are going to make Fort Collins home by literally mapping out every hike between here and potentially an hour in every direction. The goal is each one of those five things we mentioned there. And after really evaluating, okay, what are some methods we can do to do this? The one that seemed to be the best fit for us and our family was the 52 hike project. So while we are not here to promote the 52 hike project, I mean, if it works for you, then do it. We love it. I know many of you have done it probably in the past. What we are promoting is being intentional with what really matters to you and your family. What visions do you have for you and your your spouse and your kids or your soon-to-be spouse or soon-to-be kids? And how can you be intentional about creating opportunities to achieve those goals? And that being said, we have actually created this awesome printable, which you can find in the show notes as well as on the website at offgridfam.com. And this is an awesome tool that will help you identify what your current family goals are, give you something to talk about over dinner, and then um, help you navigate and really actually create this cute little test. It's really pretty. Yeah, yeah. And by we made it, Amanda means I made all of it because I'm so artsy. I made it. Yeah. But he's going to put it in the show notes. He can do that. Yeah. He can Google how to do that. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, in the show notes, there had better be one, or you can hold them accountable with me, but there will be a printable there for you so you can start to kind of navigate in your head, what do you want to do this next year with you and your family? And what are some of the questions that will help guide you along the path of finally coming down with maybe one tool or method that will allow you to achieve whatever goals you have for 2019? Yeah. And with that, I think we are just about wrapped up. So be sure to go online and check out offgridfam.com and you can join us on all of our social media outlets. There will be notes after the show. Something we like to offer every time we do one of these 52 hikes, if you're in the Colorado area, especially the northern Colorado area, I am sure you know these hikes forward and backwards, but if you are looking for a hike to do with you and your family, we are creating a short review on every single hike that we're doing, as well as a quick like short story or memoir of our experience. So there's lots of fun resources there for you, including that printable. So be sure to check it out from time to time. Yeah, and definitely like email us or contact us somehow if you're going to be up here doing a hike. We'd love to join up with you if you're not like a terrible person. No, I'm really nervous that there's going to be a creepy person. If you're a creepy person, we don't want to hike with you. But no. if you are, <laughs> I haven't met any of those here. Send in three references. <laughs> three references. <laughs> Hiking with friends. We'd love to hike with friends. So if yeah. you're in the Northern Colorado area and you have recommendations for us as far as where to go hiking, or if you would like to join us on one of our hikes, Feel free to contact us. You can contact us on our website. You can also contact us on our Facebook page, Off Grid Family, or Instagram. And you can carry Desi. Yes, you can. You can carry him all day long up the mountain. Anyway, but thanks, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Yeah, bye. 
Hey, thanks for listening. We hope you found this podcast helpful and encourage you to check out our website at offgridfam.com. There you will find weekly reviews of local hikes, updates, blogs, and some fun resources for you and your family. Also, be sure to follow us on Instagram at off underscore grid underscore family or find us on our Facebook page by searching Off Grid Family. And finally, if you enjoy our podcast, leave us a review and share us with a friend so we can encourage other families as well. All right, guys, thanks again, and we'll see you next week.